Back in the 70s, the mantra for teens was peace and love. In the 80s, the mantra for most teen boys was skate or die. Flash forward 20 years, and what do our youths care about? What's the Wi-Fi password? Thank you for tuning into What's the Wi-Fi Password, a place where we have discussions about topics and issues that are relevant to the teens in our generation and how to point them towards the gospel. If you have any questions or would like to learn more about this podcast, please email Joshua Shively at joshuas at calvary.com. Hey everyone, welcome back to Thursday's episode of What's the Wi-Fi Password. I'm Andy Kandriva, and I am joined today by the Shivelys. Do you guys want to say hello? Hello. We are here. Welcome. (laughs) On our Fake Friday. It is good to be gathering together on the same screen as one another. It's always a nice thing to be able to do. Uh, If you're a regular listener of the What's the Wi-Fi Password podcast, you know that yesterday's podcast, we uh, kind of started a new series within a series of shelter-in-place uh, podcast episodes that we've been doing, where we invited one of our middle school leaders, Luke Ziola, to share his testimony on the podcast. I announced in the intro to that that that's going to be something that we're going to do regularly on Wednesdays throughout the next couple of weeks. And so we want to just take a moment today to Talk about why, why are we doing that? Why are we sharing testimonies? Uh, and so Joshua, I'd love to have you intro that. What is it about a testimony that makes them so valuable and so important to share and to hear? Yeah, um, we always do that. Every time we transfer, it's always a yeah. Um, we need to break that habit. Uh, yeah, so, uh, <laughs> all right, so. Um, you know, really this was Erica's kind of brainchild, uh, and just getting our leaders to do, just give them something more substance to to do. That does not sound right. Um, more having some, something to do during the shelter in place. Uh, and really the idea was testimonies. And so I'll let her kind of share like the heart behind that, but really the theology of like why we as Christians give our testimony, why we give this statement of evidence and kind of accounts in our life um really you would do this even in a court of law you give your testimony of what you saw or what you experienced um for an event or something that happened and that's really what we're doing is we're giving this story this narrative of of what christ what jesus has done in our life uh it's it's personal it's real it's something that we should be sincere in um you know andy before the podcast you brought revelation 12 they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony, um, mm-hmm. by the forgiveness of Jesus is what we experience. And, and, and the word that like what we've experienced as we share that to, to the world and really it comes down to Jesus saying that we are salts and we are light to this world. Um, and so from that, like to be that light, part of that is just the life that we're living. And I just think part of the Christian walk is so, um, so based on just the sincerity of the life that we live. Um, to be the same no matter where we're at that you're not different around different people that you're not a christian when you're at church and you're you're not a christian when you're around certain type of friends like 
your life needs to be real. It needs to be sincere because that's your testimony. That's the God that so many people may be seeing in your life. You know, that's the Bible that they may be reading on kind of the pages of your life. And that's why we give testimony. And Luke did a great job. Mm -hmm. I thought it was just real. It was, it was just concise. Um, and so I was just so proud of him. And, you know, next week will be really cool. We got Jamie Harper giving his testimony. And so we'll be posting that. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the infamous Jamie Harper. Um, so we'll be posting that next Wednesday, but just us as Christians, it, it should be, it should be such a foundational piece of, of who we are. Um, and, and just witnessing to those around us when someone says, well, why are you a Christian to be able to give your testimony of all the, by the blood of the lamb, by Jesus's salvation on the cross. And by the words that I'm telling you that are, are representative of the life that I've lived for Christ. Mm-hmm. And, um, and really like, that's, that's what it comes down to. And, and I just think it is, it's important for Christians to do this. And so that's what we're doing. This is uh, to, to encourage our students to, to hear the, their leader's testimonies and then hopefully be encouraged to do it themselves. Yeah. You know, the idea, it came from, you know, kind of a backstory. Josh and I used to do this really cool thing. Um, with our first youth group, which was called SWAT, um, students with a testimony. And we would go out on Friday nights, like around to our community, um, around the town, and we would just work on sharing our testimony with anybody that we came in contact with. Now, obviously, we learned, we grew from that experience. Um, And it's been a while since we've done something like that. But for Josh and I and the kids of that, that youth group, we really learned how, in a sense, to just kind of give an answer for what we believe in, why we believe in that, and what is happening in our lives now, uh, or, you know, currently, because we're exercising this faith. Um, so, you know, Josh had given this message a while back, and it was, do you remember the title of that message? It was just like an encouragement, like leaders, leaders no, to take you, leadership over your faith, take leadership over your faith. And I absolutely love the message. You actually heard quite a few feedback. Oh, it's so encouraging. Thank you. <laughs> I, I believe that you. word actually <laughs> yeah actually actually <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> but no um i just love the fact that you had gotten a lot of feedback from the kids themselves you yeah. know just like whoa that meant a lot and it's true like some of the things that you said was that the authority of pastors in a sense has kind of been taken away during this whole shelter in place um, and you really exhorted the youth to take into their own hands, their own walk of sanctification, um, taking responsibility over their own walk of faith instead of us holding their hands and then giving them the one, two, threes um, of how to be a Christian. But instead, during this time, finding ways to be proactive, um, because this Christian walk is not passive, yeah. even though we have that eternal perspective it's not passive. We're called to be proactive in this life. So SWAT, um, the idea was basically to give the teens, like you guys, you know, the opportunity of sharing your own personal testimony of how God has or is changing your life, um, how he called you, uh, how he called you before or after water baptism, Um, you know, how he's working in your life now, how maybe he saved you um, from an addiction, or maybe he's convicting your heart in a certain way, and you're acting out on that now. Um, basically, this would give you guys, it gives us, even the leaders, an opportunity to really walk, to be lights that shine, you know, in this wilderness. 
um, especially during a time like this where so many people are walking in fear and anxiety, worry and grief, um, we can shine. We can be that salt and light that Josh was saying earlier. It, it gives us an, an opportunity to exercise our faith and our belief to really give an answer for what we believe in and why we call ourselves Christians. So I'm just like super excited about this idea, even if it doesn't go really far, even if, you know, uh, you know, these youth kids, cause I'm not going to call them and make sure that they're doing, I'm not going to, you know, call the parents yeah. and say, they need to do this. Check up on them. Even if you guys don't do this, like, I think it's just a good thing to think over to process, you know, yourself. Um, to really check yourself. I mean, even if you don't know how to like do a testimony, Josh is going to put out a, or you did put out the. Well, I put it out to our leaders, like a tutorial. Yeah. And then, yeah, once like we get a good section of those and then we start encouraging kids to put some out, mm-hmm. then yeah, I'll, I'll send that tutorial to them too. Yeah. Cause it's a good growing process. It's yeah. learning. Um, so really that's what it is. I just, I'm excited for us and the students to just be led by the Holy spirit mm-hmm. and really reflect on like, what has the Lord done yeah. in our lives? And, and let that be a, a powerful message to those around us. Yeah. And that personal walk, you know, Erica mentioned, maybe the Lord like deliver you from uh, addiction or from this or that. Um, maybe you were just raised in the church. Uh, I know Jamie Harper. That's one of his things is you'll hear next week is just like, I was saved at four years old. <laughs> and you hear that. And I don't know about you. Like maybe like if you've had that, te- that's kind of your testimony. You have like a fear of like, man, that's, I can't say that. That's boring. I hear that. And I'm just like, man, I wish I was saved at four. Yeah. Like I wish I had from four to 14 to grow in my faith so that I wouldn't make the stupid decisions I made from, from 14 to 21. Because being saved at 13, I made a lot of stupid decisions from 13 to 21, but I wish I would have had more faith and more maturity to not make those, you know? Um, You look at a guy like Jamie and he is, he sold out for the Lord. And so just let that be an encouragement. Who cares Mm -hmm. if you're homeschooled and you were saved at four years old and you were baptized at six. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's like, that's your testimony between you and the Lord when you were saved. And, and it's just such a beautiful thing. Just mm-hmm. when it's a beautiful thing, it's more beautiful when a Christian is just sincere and honest and courageous about their faith than, than someone that goes, man, I was a drug addict and I was a prostitute and I was this and that and Jesus saved me. Like, it's more beautiful when a Christian just is sincere and owns and, and is, is so grateful for what God has done in their life, yeah. even from like a, a point of, I was homeschooled. I was saved at four years old, but I still follow Jesus. And he's so awesome. Yeah. And I just never faltered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember being in a life group when I was, I think I was probably a freshman in college, maybe a sophomore. It was a young guys group. So a bunch of high school, college age guys. Uh, Jamie was in the group. He was one of the leaders of it. And we all on the first night were just sharing our testimonies. And uh, Matt Wright, one of our former middle school leaders, was sharing his. He kind of started opening up. He was like, yeah, you know, I don't have a a crazy testimony or anything like that. He's like, I didn't grow up in the hood. I wasn't getting shot at down in Compton or anything like that. And remember Josh Lewis, who was co-leading the group of Jamie, kind of paused him and was just like, hey, man, never say like that your testimony is lame or it's not interesting because he said because your testimony is that christ died on the cross for you Hmm. and that's always stuck with me of like man yeah that's our that's our story yeah look at scripture you can look at the bible and know that our god he's a storytelling god and the bible is like his testimony about himself and about his son (laughs) 
And so when we share our testimony, I think part of what it means to overcome by the word of our testimony is we're joining God in honoring his son. We're joining in worshiping Christ for the incredible things that he's mm -hmm. done in us and the work that he's done through our lives. Absolutely. That's good. So good. I like that. I dig it. Okay, well, that's that's our testimonies. Um, I think Erica had a goofy question for us today. Or oh, dude. A funny, oh, dude. Uh -oh. oh, dude. Andy's out. Andy, you're answering first. <laughs> I not, want to know. Not it. <laughs> I want to know. What childhood movie scarred you for life? Oh, what childhood movie scarred me for life? <laughs> Ooh. You know, one that scarred me for a good while. Scarred is a tricky word to like, try to pin down with this. Mm -hmm. One that got me for a while was Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Oh yeah! If, if you know Herman, um, the right riding bicycle, like <laughs> yeah. it's it's like a family classic movie on my mom's side of the family. Oh. And I think I was seven or eight years old the first time I remember seeing it at our family reunion. And mm -hmm. one thing I always had an issue with growing up was like physical deformities of some sort. Um, like seeing someone like with one arm or seeing people like with burns or something like that. And there's this one scene in it that looking back is so cartoony and so like bad CGI and like 1980 stuff. But when he's out in the middle of nowhere and he's hitchhiking, gets picked up by this trucker and this lady you know, she's sharing the story with him. And he tells him the story. He's, he's like, you know, have you ever heard the story of Large Marge? Mm -hmm. She's like, it was on a road just like this road. And basically, <laughs> he tells this story of this trucker who got into a really bad wreck. And then all of a sudden, she's saying, like, when they finally pulled the body out of the twisted, mangled wreck, it looked like this and she turns and looks at him and you know the cgi you got like snakes coming out of her ears <laughs> eyes bug out and there's this loud like ah! sound that goes off and it terrified me a seven-year-old andy was just ruined by this <laughs> and i remember watching the movie years later and i'd cover my eyes at that point because it, <laughs> it was it was too much for a child movie Oh, wow. I remember that movie. I, I remember that part specifically. I mean, Pee Wee Herman's a weirdo anyway. Like, he's he's not yeah. – there's, there's not much redeemed about those movies. Um, I, I was thinking, like, the other day, do you remember the uh, Ernest, Ernest movies? You know, like, Ernest Scared Stupid. Those are a little bit older. Those are, like, more, like, 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Ernest, goes to, Ernest Goes Here, Ernest Goes There. I can't remember what the comedian's name was. I don't know. Um, but those are, like, the same type. Like, just, like, those moments where it's, like, oh, my gosh, like, as a kid. Um, but like, I don't know, I was pretty desensitized. Like I was raised watching like Friday the 13th and the Jason movies and Halloween. Um, there wasn't much as a kid that I couldn't, that I didn't see. And so I think a lot scarred me, honestly. Um, but I think one of the movies that probably like, if we're saying scarred, which implies there was a wound, um, <laughs> probably was like Roger Rabbit, 
like who framed Roger Rabbit or something like that. Like, <laughs> like that movie pops into my mind pretty often. Um, <laughs> and I think because that movie basically has like, it, I mean, honestly, it has like murder. It has like suspense. It has like this cartoon sex appeal. Like there, there's yeah. a lot for a little like six year old Josh, like seven year old Josh to take in. And I think like like my it's kids, I haven't let my kids watch that no. movie. Like we haven't let our kids watch that movie. And and if you know us, we've let our kids watch like you know like they've seen like like I mean, Coraline and like some of the like you know Friday you know um uh, Nightmare Before Christmas or some of our favorite movies. Yeah, they saw Gremlins when they were like, like Gremlins. Yeah, those were yeah. you know. But like something about Who Framed Roger Rabbit, it's just like, it's like the dude that wrote that. Like, he's a little off, and I'm I'm surprised it's on the Disney Channel, like the Disney, you know, Disney Plus. It, that surprised me that's on there, but I don't know. Yeah, I just remember it being super crazy when I was younger. So it's like crazy. even to going to Disneyland and like, oh, yeah, Toontown it, and all that. Toontown yeah. is crazy, and that's yeah. all I think about. It. It's just overload for me. So sensory overload. Yeah. So big time. So there you go. There's a little a little pathway into Josh's mind. It's Sorry. not, it's not good. It's not a good place. <laughs> Man. Um, do you, do I share mine or, or we can, we got, we got, you got, got yeah, 60 seconds. Oh, 60 seconds. Okay. Time machine. Uh, um, wishbone. Time. What? The original time machine or the wishbone? Time the machine? wishbone time uh, machine, which. Do you remember the show wishbone on, on like PBS? PBS? No. Like a reading channel. No. Well, they like did this, this, yeah, this episode of, of Time Machine, and basically those creatures that work in the dark, like they always come out as soon as the sun sets. Yeah, they eat the that, other ones, yeah. Oh, yeah, they eat the other humans. Like they will chase them down, drag them into the darkness and stuff like that. Absolutely terrified of the dark for the longest time, even yeah. when I got married to Josh, and then he moved me out to the to the oh, no I man's land. The boondocks, man. <laughs> <laughs> no light anywhere. Like I had to have lights like just everywhere and he would turn off a light and then make noises at me i would freak out like still to this day i don't know if you know yeah, this yeah, but yeah. like i'll turn off the bedroom light and jump like, yeah. into bed yeah because i don't want the things under the bed to pull me in and eat me <laughs> i do that going up the stairs to my room at night <laughs> he was like <laughs> yeah. I see big old, big old, like monstrous Andy, like turn the light off and be like up the stairs. The thing that that scares me, um, the like thoughts I go to is just with like corners, like turns and doorways, is just seeing some like creepy looking guy like with a knife just like pop in and just being like, oh shoot, it's over. <laughs> this is the last thing I'm ever gonna see. I'm dead. I'm dead. <laughs> I remember my brother, my little brother, his things were gnomes. Remember the goosebumps, Ooh. you know? And for years, gnomes, man. Like, he just thought there were gnomes everywhere. And they scared the crud out of him. But anyway. That's why we always joke about it in Spreckles. Because in Spreckles, especially our street, there gnomes are gnomes. Everywhere. Everywhere. You just got to look. <laughs> Spreckles is a goosebump town. All yeah. right. Well, I, yeah, I think we're good. I think mean, that's the podcast, Andy. I agree. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed our discussion about testimonies and our testimonies of the things that ruined us, <laughs> adding to our need for Christ to heal us. Amen. Yes. Amen. <laughs> All right. Well, we love you guys. Hope you're enjoying the podcasts. Feel free to reach out to us, uh, message us, comment, leave a review, whatever it is that 
you can do to stay connected. We love you guys and love making this content for you. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. We love it. And we're going to keep doing it, guys. So, yeah. all right, wash your hands and uh, talk to you soon. See ya. Calvary Monterey's Youth Ministries meet on Tuesday nights at 6.30 p.m. at Calvary Monterey. Both middle school and high school students are welcome. Come on out. You belong here. And I promise, we don't bite.